space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, Sir Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. And we're back on the Dominion War. And anyone who listened to last week's episode will know that we decided last minute to cover these episodes because I'd missed them when I did the original list. <laughs> but today you know, I revised that list, so trust ha- me. Having watched them again, I've got to say, like, I mean, I think I was the one who noticed the one of them and then Elliot noticed the um, Souls of the Empire one, or was it the other way around? But yeah, I, I think these were definitely good inclusions when you watch them and what they Yeah, do. they definitely exactly. add a bit. There's actually yeah. something we forgot to mention in last week's episode when we were covering, like, Purgatory's Shadow and Inferno's Light, and it's the conversation between Quark and Zial. And when he's uh, really upset, like, you think, like, everyone thinks the Dominion's off to take over the station. Oh, yes. So yeah. Quark's really upset, and he's like, oh, the Gemma Dad don't eat, eat, they don't drink, they don't gamble. The founders don't eat. They don't drink. And then see Elsa, yeah, but the water might be gluttonous and drink anything and sex craved. craved. And then you have this episode, and I put it in, and it's why I put it in the thumbnail. And you have Wyun, and he's there loving playing Dabo and all that. So (laughs) Quack must have been really cheering on. I know we don't see a lot of him, but he must be, yes, get in there. And I was going to say, when you said about this one, because it's the first one with this version of Wayung in it, but it's also got, um, it's the first time, and I didn't realise this, this is the first time they even explore the idea that the Vortara are a clone race. So it is yeah. a, quite a pivotal, pivotal one in that particular way. Yeah, yeah and I mean, that that's a good one, because that was clearly the case of the sort of... They must have been sat around and gone, we need a Volta for this episode. Jeffrey Coombs are really good, but we've already killed him. Yeah, say they were clones, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it'd be really interesting to know if they just did that as a throwaway idea, which then paid so many dividends, or they always had this in mind. I think, no, I think it was purely, I, 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 we want Jeffrey Coombs back, how can I, we do I, it? I'm with, I'm with James on this, I can see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, we've done this episode, and we killed off Jeffrey Coombs because he was inscripted him. But he was brilliant as the father. How can we get him back? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally believe that. But it, if it was just a, if if that is the case, then what a thing which paid off yeah. so much in yeah, the future. Yeah. Because that gives them another huge obstacle. Because if they can just clone their, their people again and again, <laughs> well, they're impossible well, we to kill have... until you can take out their cloning factories. That's a really like, good We already thing. have, to an extent, that the cloning of Gemma Dad, don't we? We've already mm. established that because they're growing oh, yes, in yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose it kind of just follows on from that really nice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, a good idea. You haven't, create, you haven't created something new to bring him back, but they've, they've sort of shoehorned into something else established with the founders. And, and this Indian. almost retroactively fixes a bit of a continuity error. In, in the first episode we meet of Vorta, the Gem Hadar season two finale, um, Eris has weird psychic powers that we never see any of the other Vorta have. But now that we know they're kind of genetically modified, we can we can retcon that and go, they obviously give her them powers because she needed them in that situation to trick Cisco. Yep, yep, that's a really good point. Yeah. And yeah, the, the thing I was going to ask you about... Sorry, Ellie, did you have something else on this? No, one? no, you've got it. Um... Yeah, the other thing which I was going to bring in as well, with this first episode, so it's the one with Kira and mm-hmm. uh, her... Ties of blood and water. Kind of Ties of blood and water. I was thinking, because this is just a general note about it as opposed to from the episode specifically, but did it feel to you like this was a sl- sort of slightly less good version of Duet from the first series? I felt was like it? it... I thought, I felt like I it's uh, not just a slightly less good version. I thought it was a okay. very bad copy of Jill. Bad copy, but yeah, that was all through think, the episode. All it, I could it, think of... It was almost was... like we did this amazing episode back early on. Can, can we do that again? And how yeah. can we do some... 
do it again. So I'll, I'll get into it as we go through the episode, but there were so many bits which felt really forced in this episode, whereas Duet was such a natural flowing episode. Duet's such just a, a masterpiece oh, of an episode. Masterpiece and acting, so well written. The guy who's playing the uh, Kardashian in that episode is just, uh, you can feel his pain so, so well. This one, I mean, don't get me wrong, all the acting is wonderful. Like, all the, the performances mm. are great, but the writing in this one just wasn't there for me. And again, they, they kept trying to force no, this whole thing. No, it's an odd one, because it, it starts off and we bring back Gamar. And, mm. like, the, the first episode that had him in, Second Skin, it's a decent episode. It's uh, talking like of... It's an interesting episode how they're trying to brainwash Kira is that Yeah, exactly. And the whole idea of having Kira be a Cardassian and facing the things she hates and all that. It's a good episode. It's a strong episode. It's not an episode that was crying out for a sequel. (laughs) And I'm not quite sure why we did this, to be honest. I don't don't think it adds a lot. No. For me, it's the way they handled it. So they, they first of all, they have right from the beginning. They keep on pushing this idea that oh, he's like a dad to you. He's your dad. It's like no, he's not. Like like no. even right from the she pre- was... first premise, she should have been thinking about her dad who died at the hands of the Kardashian. Like that didn't yeah. even get mentioned in conversation. And then the fact that. Sorry, was she there for like about a month? No, I believe from that they might have developed a relationship, a friendship. Uh, but yeah, it helped. It helped her escape and. She was put in the situation where, like, part of it was to con him into thinking yeah, his daughter had been sure. oh, yeah, yeah. brought and, back because they wanted him to like, the Obsidian Order were trying to get his secrets. Yeah, and, and I that. could see... But there was nothing there to establish her as being his... feeling like his adopted daughter. <laughs> the way I after. see it is, like, not from her point of view. From his, I could get it, that he... Because he had this moment of feeling like his daughter was back, yeah. he might put those feelings on her. Why she would put those feelings on him doesn't make any no, sense. Yeah, it doesn't. And they even, there was even the first scene where they basically, as opposed to just doing a previously on, on uh, DS9, which they could have very easily do, they had this really, felt really forced scene where they got Worf in as the person who wasn't there at the time so they could explain it to him. Yeah. It was just really clumsy exposition for me. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a weird setup, and like you say, the the relationship doesn't feel earned in that previous no. episode. No. And they don't even sort of pay lip service and go, oh, yeah, we're, we're in touch all the time. In fact, quite the opposite is implied later in the episode that they've not been, because she's like, well, how do you know about me and Shakara? And he's like, yeah. oh, I keep tabs on you. And he's like, right, so, yeah, they ha- so they haven't had any contact in between. They just had this weird few days where he thought she was right. his daughter and yeah she and was kidnapped it. she was kidnapped and you can you can uh reasonably say that she was mutilated and all because of the plastic surgery yeah there. true yeah, it's been violated by this not yeah. by him but by the situation yeah I mean, if anything wouldn't have been a more interesting take if he came to the service to the station sorry asking her to take his last testimony essentially and she was reluctant to do it because she so, and somehow had blamed him partly for her yeah, being yeah. there that and blamed the whole situation. For it. Yeah, that would have been a really nice twist on it, and some which we hadn't seen from her before. There was a, there were so many ways in which you could take that story, and it would be good. And like all the stuff with the the, the Vorta and the Kardashians and Goldicott, that was brilliant. But the main plot was just like I preferred the B plot to the A plot. Yeah, yeah, which I is agree. never a good sign. And the B plot's That's why we're covering really... this one, really. But yeah, yeah. And it's a really interesting dynamic between Ryu and uh, Golden Cat at this yeah. point. Yeah, they, they 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 gave you enough to give you that he's been cuckolded a bit without going fully into it, which gives you more ground to cover it later. But it just yeah. it was peppered in here that he was. <laughs> He wasn't quite in control as much as he was making out. And I just yeah. I like all the stuff about the cat, like right from the start where he first rings up and it's like Cisco says, like, oh, how come you haven't promoted yourself back to Legate? And, oh, I prefer the sound of Gull. It's like we don't want to change the printing on the action figures. That's why. <laughs> I like. Oh, I, thought, I did like his line. It's like, well, it's so much less pompous than your Legate or Emperor or emissary yeah, oh yeah <laughs> I, I would have actually kind of loved it if he had used emissary like oh i'm the emissary of the gem Hadar. what are you talking like i do i do like how cisco's there just calling him the cat though he doesn't even yeah. have gull on it he just goes what what do you want the cat yeah <laughs> yeah i like that's the... no way that's no way to talk talk to the head of the cat that's your order 
Well, he doesn't yeah, recognise the government, which that. is great. Yeah, yeah so, no, yeah. the dynamic between them two is great. So we haven't got to this out-and-out, out, like, blood feud yet. We'll get there, middle of next season. But at the minute, it's almost like the cat's just an annoyance. and It's like they're playing with each other yeah, all the time. it is. But Cisco cares far less about it than the cat does. <laughs> Sorry, my screen just went off. Final frontier. Sorry, my screen just went off and then the music came on when I clicked the button. I saw you pressing the button. I go, why is he doing that? Is this some joke like the other week when he was. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're doing the shortest episode ever. Um, Oh, I'm going to have to edit that. Yeah, yeah. That's all I've got to say about this hot mess of an episode. Bye. Don't edit it. Leave it in. It's funny. A few funny things, though. Um. First of all, like, he turns up and he's like, I'm dying. And Kira's like, forget about that. I want you to start a dissident movement. It's like, oh, okay, you know. Bit of a different (laughs) goals going on. And then I love this thing that they do this in all versions of Star Trek, where it's like they don't trust normal doctors. Like, he goes, I've got this syndrome. I'm dying. Get Bashir to check him. Don't don't believe what they've told him. Get him in sick bits. Like, you don't need to. He's had a diagnosis. Don't believe the Cardassian doctors who are experts on Cardassian physiology. (laughs) Yeah, let's Let's get this out. Let's get this jack of all trades. And I would just like it if you had him going, no, no, it's fine. (laughs) I've been seen by my doctors and it's okay. The only and thing then, I would give him is that there is that mistrust of Kardashians. Yes, true. And like and for, for some good reason. Yeah. And also the way that they're playing this episode is that because she sees him as a father, which is bullshit, but anyway, mm-hmm. because the episode is wanting us to believe that premise, I think it's more of like wanting a second opinion because she cares so much. Yes, okay. Um, let, talking about the father bullshit then, the bit that's even weirder is where he meets Yoshi, the O'Brien baby. And it's like, it's almost like I'm her grandfather, (laughs) his grandfather. Like, how does that work then? So, Well, because I'm almost (laughs) like your dad because we kidnapped you once. And you're almost (laughs) like his mum because she carried him for a bit. Like, no, 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 that's too much. You are not this kid's grandfather. Sorry, could you just check out that trowel a little bit, dig dig a bit deeper with it just to throw a little bit more on it? Let's be very fair on this, though. Yoshi, when his first appearance, actually was Nana Visitor's son. Yes, that's true. Okay. So we're getting me- meta-textual with it. That's fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Meta-textually fair enough, but in the second episode, it's a push, like you say. I, yeah. I thought it's, exactly a, it's, a, that. it's an extreme stretch. I mean, yes. right at the beginning, I was already, like, because I've forgotten some of the beats of this. I've forgotten that scene. So, like, I was already going, it's like, oh, my God, how have I never noticed how painfully forced that that relationship is then mm. when they go oh it's like you're his grandfather it's like oh fuck right off now you can fuck right off yeah no, it, to it's too that. much it doesn't yeah, the, the father-daughter thing didn't work to begin with so don't give us this weird grandfather-grandson yeah very strange <laughs> how's chief o'brien gonna feel about that oh by the way uh chief you know, Kardashians that you hate, that you've yeah. been at war with and killed hundreds of. Well, none's your son's grandfather now. And yeah, of course, you, can you imagine... understand. I met him once for about a week, so, you know, you can understand yeah. we have that relationship. And you can imagine O'Brien talking to Keiko about it. Keiko's probably like, oh, if Kira wants to think that, and O'Brien just getting more and more angry about the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, like that's hey, the scene, they're the scenes we should have had that we don't Yeah, that would have been much so. better. He gets um, O'Brien, he's going, hey, um, yeah, Starfleet, have you still got the Rodledge in uh, storage? Just, just wondering if I could borrow it. <laughs> and then, yeah, I know it sounds like we're having a pop at this episode a bit, but th- there is something that I don't like structurally about it, uh, which is that we're almost 20 minutes in when we introduce this idea of we're going to have flashbacks to the death of Kira's real father and we're going to try and juxtapose that. And it's like... You, if you're going to do that as a structural thing within the episode, it needs to come in earlier. 
Yes. It, it doesn't work dropping it halfway through and going, oh, this episode's actually a different thing. Like Neither does the whole thing of her finding this record. Like, you know, as they even mentioned the episode, which I think was trying to trying to take the sin off it, they actually say it's like, well, if you really want those records, you could have got them at any time. You could have exactly. found them. Exactly, if she's really got that feeling against Kardashians, yeah. against him specifically. Yeah, it was, it was 19 year old, one of 400 soldiers ordered that. It wasn't like he was in charge of a in charge of anything. He was a private that was ordered to be yeah. somewhere. And you it, don't even know if he killed anybody there because there was... And it's, yeah. I think it's more the unbelievability that Kira would have this experience and then not space Google him when she got home, you know? Yeah. I, and also when you said about the... Um, oh, what, would, oh, what was I going to say? It was about the... Um, no, sorry, it's completely gone. I so, was going to say something about... It's all right, though, because... The oh, yeah, that was it. Sorry, you said the flashbacks with the dad. Pardon yeah. me, sorry, just before I forget again. Uh, yeah, with the flashbacks with the dad as well. Well, the first thing, when the dad gets uh, shot and they've burnt the fields and all that, like, I don't mind him not saying all that, but then he goes, like, take a look at me. Yeah, your own daughter, you want him, her to look at you while you're covered to shit with burns mm. and you're dying. No, no, have a good look, daughter. <laughs> See what they've done to me. It's like... Like, surely he would be like, no, look away, I'm, I'm too hideous, you know. Or, and also, Kira's wearing her one off-duty outfit that yeah. is what she wears during the present-day scenes when she's off-duty and apparently <laughs> has had it for 20 years. <laughs> uh, anyway... Uh, so it's like, it's like um, Wesley only had that one jumper, yes. uh, which every time he wasn't in uniform, like you know, you in go. the future they wear one thing only at any occasion, either it's one uniform or one. They have the favourite and they just re-replicate it every day. That's a better point, actually, Elliot. I think you're right there. Yeah, I'd do that rather than having yeah. to worry about really? what I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah I'd just replicate yeah, so, everything. Yeah, you go. Well, the Einstein like, uh, theory. Because well, Einstein think used how to have like, the same Leroy or John yeah. Robertson. Well, Einstein used to, so he would take the decision making of wearing yeah. what he would wear out of a day because it was an unimportant decision to him. He just had a row of the same suit and he would just wear the same thing every day. Yeah, but I like that. Most people probably do like a bit of variation. A Maybe bit a bit, but yeah, I think I'd I'd be up for that. It's a really yeah. good idea. I mean, I'd have a lot of black. This if, is, if that's it's like, this is my favourite t shirt. Oh. It's dirty. I wanted to wear that tonight. Oh, oh, I've worn it loads. It's getting a bit warm. Oh, I'll just replicate a new one. Actually, when, when all that's true, but at the same time, all of us could just buy the same outfit three times. We like we, do, we still yeah. have this ability, and yeah, we choose not to use now. The washing so machine. <laughs> Sorry. But I'd have to use the washing machine every day. Yeah, but you still do anyway. But you could just buy the same outfit. But you wash. You, you, you wash every day. Wash myself, yeah, and I also no, wash my no, clothes. No, clothes every day. What my t-shirts and pants and stuff, I do. Like I change them every day, days. but I don't use washing machine every day. No, no, I don't use the washing machine every day. What I'm saying, I no, don't but that's change them every no, day. No, 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 no. <laughs> just completely ignored what you said. I've said I didn't say wash the same outfit every day. I said you could just buy ten copies yeah. of it and wear the same thing. You still have that ability. You could, you're right. We could. Why do that. I have so many different T-shirts? You're right. I'm going to go to my wardrobe now and I'm going to make some serious changes. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, if that's something you wanted, you don't have to have replicators existed. To be that. fair, I do have approximately 20 T-shirts that are black. I do also, on, yeah. so I have a lot of black T-shirts. But they've got different things on, so you've chosen to have differences in that. <laughs> anyway, the point is... You're only is, making my point. <laughs> the point is, a massive Jemadar ship turns up and it brings us the B-plot, which is far more interesting. And mm. we get Dukat and Weyoun. We've talked about the cloning and everything there. What I find interesting about this is that they go... Oh, Dukat, you're here and you're making threats against Gamor and he really hates you and everything. Do you want to go see him in hospital? And <laughs> they let Dukat go and see it. And I'm just like, really? Really? Well, I, I like to think they put that to him and he made the decision to let him in. Maybe so, yeah. It's, it's and good. he basically just goes there to mix it all a bit, doesn't he? He's like, oh, well... It's just, it's very Guldercat, like, trying to manipulate the guy and everything. He's just great, everything he does. 
Yeah, and oh, it, it, it's a scene ahead, but like, uh, I also love the fact that we're talking about building up what the Gem Hodar can do. Mm. Given the fact that he can resist poison is a really nice big, you know, I love the fact they made them so difficult to kill that you have to write good solutions why they, why yeah, they can yeah. kill them, why they can defeat them. So they have to either close the wormhole or they have to uh, blow up the mining things to, st- they, sorry, cloning facilities to stop them I mean, having infinite loans. Like, it's just really great. And like now you can't just poison them in a meeting, which would be, they would have had so it, many opportunities. It to does do again, though, raise an interesting question because Cisco does his whole, how would you like some canal? Well, it's been poisoned, blah, blah, blah. So at what point was this intercepted? Did they send someone down with it? Well, I'll just bring in a little well, gift from well, Buildercat. Well, well, it does. It sounds like Buldercat sent him a bottle of canar. Yeah. It's not like a dying present. Yeah. It's, and, and, it's, someone's, and someone's thought, why is Buldercat sending him a present? Oh, I would imagine <laughs> everything... that. I would imagine everything coming into Deep Space Nine gets kind of checked like that. You know, so if someone's just passing... Yeah, there, probably. Especially someone from an outside the federation probably within the federation you might just be able to hand it over but yeah it's also like um it, it's a fact that your visit to, to uh gold cut at what point would cisco have stopped him if he just poured it thinking it was another bottle i don't think i don't <laughs> think, think he would yeah, yeah, yeah i think he'd have been like fair enough right uh Quack, erase that video of me giving him the canar and we'll just call no, this one. End, 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 of day is, end of day, Cisco's defense is all I did was give him a glass from a bottle of canar. I have not done anything to it. He provided yeah, the bottle that of canar. He provided. I was returning it to him uh, and yeah. he decided to drink because, it. Because Gamar is too ill yeah. to drink it. And then, then uh, Dax <laughs> comes up and goes, um, Oh, um, uh, Commander, did you get that? Oh, sorry, Captain, did you get the uh, report, the toxicology report? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Decat mixing it does work a bit because he's like we we touched on. He, he well, says this about Gamor and Kira's. Oh my God, you were at this thing that I didn't know about. I hate you now, even though you're my dad. Wow. But wow. don't you think there's a really interesting dynamic here? Because like. We know the Dominion are in charge of Kadashia now. Yeah. Kadashia hasn't just become an equal partner. The Dominion have moved yeah, in. Yeah. But, but Nick, pretty much all this episode, Wayun is just observing Cisco and Golda Cat. Yeah. He's not joining, he's letting them play against each other. And every now and again, he's got, he just go, oh, this is wonderful, the intrigue and the subtle uh, yeah. threats and all that. No, there was no subtle threat when he's offered him a glass Yeah, it wasn't subtle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is good. And it's, Decat is acting like, and I, I don't think he's that self-delusional. Like, I think he knows that he's basically just like a puppet. But he's trying to act like he doesn't know that, like like he is actually in a position of power. But I think he knows yeah. full well he isn't. The other thing is, if you if you had pushed this too far in this episode, because again, like his side of it works perfectly. Everything he does and the way it's plotted is brilliant. Like you know, if you'd pushed it too far, then it wouldn't make sense that he has to be a bit in charge to kind of like be a th- be threatening enough mm. in this episode. He needs to be a threat against what they're doing. So if you'd um, introduced the fact that the Jem'Hadar were in control completely in this episode, it would have ruined that. So oh, yeah. their side of it is so well put. It's like it's almost like someone wrote the B plot separate to the A plot. They probably and, did. I mean, that happened a lot. In, that did happen a lot in Star Trek. Was that a, a plots and B plots were written by different writers? Oh, whoever and, did the B plot should have been on the A plot. The B plot well. is brilliant. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, briefly then with Kira, we get these flashbacks that she left her father. Um, and we do get a nice bit where Odo goes and has a chat with her and grounds her a little bit and, like, come on, you know, get your head out of your ass. Like, you, if yeah. you wanted to yeah, know she did, about but then it, you get, done. But then you get the same scene, basically, with Bashir again. Like, True. you yeah. put those together. Why the fuck? Like, that was really, like... Did I just accidentally skip to another episode where they were doing the exact same thing? Cause yeah. Like, Odo says it perfectly. And up yes. does. He where Odo goes, he was 19-year-old. He was one of 400. He wasn't in charge. He was ordered there as a pri- private. 
you could have found this out yourself if you were interested in his past on Bajor. You know he was there, but you've never bothered to look. And now suddenly making a big deal. Yeah. Whereas if you had uh, Kira right from the beginning being the reluctant one in the relationship to, to take his... Like, yeah. she could have been just doing as a job, just been really cold to him. And when the job was done and uh, then Bashir comes up to her and says, oh, he's, he's dying now. Like, just be there for him as well, just one being well, to another. Well, he could have had a big cold towards him at the, at the start. Yeah. Him thinking, That's what him I mean. Feeling, That's what I'm saying. But you could have had as she's hearing his confession and all that and all the things that he's had to do and, and the things he's done against the Kardashian government, personally. That she starts warming to him a bit. Yeah. Oh, or, no, I was, I was thinking she gets more hard towards him. and then Which is played to the ending that you get when she buries him. Yeah. Well, that was that was what I was I was hoping. It was like she would be really hard to him. She would be yeah. unrelenting no matter how, how much he put into context. She was, like, against it. And then finally it took one of her friends like Bashir to say, just go to him. Just be there as one being to another. Like, you know, no, like he does. Does he really deserve to die on his own? I mean, the fact that... The, um, Bashir actually says, like, oh, no one deserves to die alone. It's like, what? I mean, Space Hitler kind of does, like Ducat does. I, w- I would argue that point, but maybe he doesn't. <laughs> like, would have been a better way. But... Yeah, it's it's weird because none of it's really earned. Like, maybe no, it would have been what... more interesting if you'd have had this from Gamal, like Gamal saying, I think of you as a daughter, and Kira saying, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't feel that way. You That's know, I mean. can understand yeah. why you might see me like that but you know that would have been more interesting anyway yeah and yeah, like the the stuff with the dad like the the trying to juxtapose this idea that she wasn't there when her dad died but she is there for Gamor. and it's like but we don't really feel that as an audience because we've only had about 30 seconds combined flashbacks to learn anything about a dad anyway and oh you could have even had in the first bit just to your point in the first bit, you could have just had a flashback, a nice flashback with them as a family, like them actually having a nice mm. tender moment it, yeah. while she's having this bullshit relationship with someone she's You mean during then 20 minutes where we didn't go back to see flashbacks of her dad? We could have had one there. Yeah, yeah you could have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but you could have had a nice one so that when he <laughs> that's what I mean. you care that, about him more. Yeah, yeah that, I'm yeah. agreeing with you. And I'm no, saying, no, I'm agreeing well, as well. That's when yeah. we could have yeah. yeah. done it in that first 20 minutes when we had none of these flashbacks. Yeah, no, exactly. We could, yeah, have, yeah. Sort of set it, we could have set it up yeah. throughout the episode. Yeah, no, yeah. I got it. I was, I was playing off what you were saying. And yeah. it yeah, probably yeah. would have yeah. felt yeah. a bit better. But, uh, again, I think regardless of the Gamal storyline itself, uh, the cap that the cap puts on it is brilliant because he's like... Well, you know, we're gonna say that he was a hero, and he did the. You know, it just yeah. shows the propaganda it, machine on Cardassia. Yeah. Like this yeah. is gonna be a it, big it, moment for us now. It, it, it is saying, Breffy, uh, he welcomed the Dominion there, uh, the union with the Dominion, and he denounced yeah. all what he'd been saying. So we've got to give him a full leg. It's funeral, state funeral, and parading his coffee through the street. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they, they only they seem to have so many like uh, subtle shades with the Kardashians. Yet when it's the Bajorans, they have two shades. It's either kind of uh, war victims, which of course is going to be strong mm-hmm. in their story, or religious. They don't have any other shades. Like I mean, like Kira is the one who has most shades because she's the main character we spend the most time with. But it would be nice to see other aspects of their culture. Yeah, it would. All the people, and through an episode like this. Again, there was so many other takes you could have made to make this an interesting yeah, episode, as opposed to just rehashing an episode really badly. It's one of these as well where, and you know, a lot of science fiction is is guilty of it, but you present these religious planets, and it's completely monotheistic. It's like there there is one god. Oh, actually, in their case, it's not. Is it? It's the prophets, but some monotheistic is the wrong word. But there's one religion per planet. And it's like, well, yeah. hang on, we, we've got a planet and we, we've got millions of I wouldn't of like religions. to think how many different religions and there are. It, how interesting would it have been to had an agnostic Bajoran or an atheist Bajoran, you know, that yes. could have been really interesting. And you could have, and even though the Paros, you could have had them ending up being evil and you could have had them point towards evil. But what if there were people who actually followed that religion? Well, we will get right a to, bit of that later on. Do. But like you could have introduced that from the beginning. Like yeah, there people is this who've always religion. Them. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's loads of us who think it's evil, but these people actually see the good in it. And like Others. you could have had 
would it wouldn't have been even stronger if there's so many people have fall for it fall for it all the way along and have thought it was an actual genuine religion not seen the evil yeah and stuff like like you could have i mean this is getting way off topic but you know it'd be interesting if you had like bajorans who followed the klingon religion or something like that and that'd be an yeah. interesting idea yeah well, we like, that like, yeah. well like when you think about it it makes sense why wouldn't you have Bajorans that followed. Well, you would. Other, you other would have... Maybe not so much with Bajorans because they've been in. They've been cut off. And it's not, so they've been cut off. But why haven't you got humans that follow clean yeah. religion or, or clean on to follow Vulcan religion, etc.? Because we've got this huge yeah, exactly. community. It would, it would permeate and like different people would adopt different religions. Yeah. And the, the only time thing, when you do sorry. get this is an episode which was around between the two which we watched, I think. It's Children of Time. You do have the uh, Klingons so following. You yeah, you're right. They kind of do, but it's not... That could have been no, done a lot more. No, it'd be interesting. Yeah. No, you're right. Anyway, so Kira buries him yeah. next to her dad, which I don't buy for one second. I, yep. It's just not yeah. earned. It doesn't work. I do, I do like how the thing, though, like we go back to where there's uh, Gutak, Gulder Cat, saying what's going to happen and all that when they game back to Kardashian and Cisco's there. Well, I see a problem because that never happened. And uh, you get yeah, why that's you, good. And, and you get why you. Oh, and this is where why you is sort of like a master manipulator is there. Oh, that's just a minor problem. <laughs> that, that's not even an issue. Yeah, and, exactly. he, and he was also sort of. He also it was another time when he kind of cut colded to cut when he goes like uh, he goes. Um, your public image isn't very good. We're going to have to work on that, aren't we? Yeah, like, that's oh, really good. Of the Federation. Come on. <laughs> yeah. it's like, did you not do your research on him before you picked him to be the head of the government? Like, because I've just thought when you were saying about like they when he buried um, uh, him next to her dad. What if like you'd had that? Like, what if the battle in which he died had been he'd been on the other side in that battle? Like, what if that's the thing? Ooh, what that'd if, have been you know, interesting. Yeah. Because like the fact that she she must have known that he he had to have some blonde hand from that period. What if that's the thing which sent him over the edge? That would be so much more compelling. That would like, be that he was there as a junior officer. Yeah. He wasn't actually in. That'd the be much more believable if it was you were involved in the battle in which my dad died. Yes. That, yeah. That's much better. It'd make a lot. And There's so many things they could have done. And that's just, <laughs> that's just a minor tweak to the script. Um, anyway. So let's move on to Klingons then, a bit more fun. Soldiers of the Empire. And I'll be honest, this one, I don't think it's an amazing episode. I think it's a pretty by the numbers Klingon episode. Middle of the road, It's absolutely fine. It's fine, yeah. It's establishing, so it's putting their pieces into place for the huge war that we had yeah, into. and it gives us yeah, a bit, on, bit more on Martok, which we needed. And uh, it gives us a nice bit on a Klingon ship, which I know we saw we saw it in the Riker episode in early TNG, yeah. but we haven't seen a lot of episodes yeah, fully on a right. Klingon ship. It's nice to see a bit of their culture and explain it No, better. it is, definitely. The thing which I would also throw in is that I, I thought there were, again, like even though this was far superior to the other episode, like you say, it's middle of the road Klingon episode. <coughs> you could have added a few few of the things they put out there. I think they could have embellished a bit more. So when they've got uh, Martok at the beginning talking about um, having lost his eye, he, he won't get a, a replacement mm. eye. You could have thrown that in. Like, it could have been really interesting for him to see the error of his ways and going, like, well, I want to be the best where I can be. I'm letting the disability get in the way of yeah. my abilities. And that would be a really lovely story. It would have... Uh, a bit of growth. <laughs> yeah, people, people who disabled could have seen themselves in that. People who've like maybe lost now who are struggling to come to terms with it. Yeah. That's a very common thing. You know, it's... so there are there are a few bits you could have brought out to make this a really exceptional episode from an average one. Yeah, and they, I mean, they will do much, much, much better with this, uh, with Nog's storyline in Season 7, but yeah. the, there's hints that we're dealing with sort of some form of PTSD with Martok or whatever the Klingon yeah. version yeah. of PTSD is. Kind um, of looks a bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but it's very quickly overcome. Um, whereas Nog, we will spend some time and we will do better with this. So, you know, I'm not going to... I'm, 
I'm pretty Reunite sure the current version of, um, of PTSD would involve five Ks, three Qs. I'm sure it would, yeah. And the, <laughs> word, the word for it would probably be kapla, because that seems yeah, to be yeah. useful <laughs> in any situation. I know I know I mentioned it last week, but I do. It's one. It's got one of my favourite little moments. It just. It is when um, when Wolf talks about the moment between two warriors. Yeah. Uh, it's just. It's so golden. It's just when he when he's like we've all had that moment where it's just an unspoken moment with someone mm-hmm. where they've given you something where they made you feel stronger and they play, pay it off later in the episode. That I think Warriors is a really heart. strong yeah. feature. <laughs> yeah. It's like just a moment we locked eyes. He saw that I was about to give up, and he gave me his warrior's heart. It's yeah, just, it's, no, so it's really good. Classic and thing on that. End. I enjoy just before that that you've got Nog there and Martok comes in. And while Nog's there, the two Klingons are like, oh, you're looking forward to a glorious battle. Ah, it will be glorious. <laughs> then Nog goes in, Martok's like, oh, my fucking shoulder hurts. You know, it's like, they're not going <laughs> yeah. to show it in front of the Ferengi, but it's, uh, it's like, while he's it's there, like, it's all honour, honour, honour. Can I get past? Yeah, sorry. It's like when you go back to the infirmary right at the beginning and, mm. he's, and he's getting his thing and the doctor's doing him up and he's... Got on about his side, he's there, I'll only take so much. And then Bashir knows how to deal with him because when he says thank you for treating him, he goes, if you want to thank me, stop drip, coming in here dripping blood. Yeah, yeah that's really good. to get it out of the carpet. And we're starting and to that's be how to, that's how to deal, talk to it. But that's how to talk to a Klingon. Yeah, yeah it's how to talk to him. But yeah. also, yeah, it, it's one of the first things of badass Bashir. When Bashir... Uh, when you hear, when you learn about his super intelligence, and he starts to kind of speak up against kind of mm. stuff like this, but, he's just so so much of a better character. So much is, you've yeah. also got to remember that uh, Bashir has also been cellmates with Martok. He has, true, yeah. yeah. So he's got to know so, him and know he, how he works. To know it. Yeah. So Bashir, like, it's not because we only saw it in one episode, but he, he was with was it was only about a month he was there, but he still spent a month in a cell. In Dominion yeah, Prison absolutely. with Martok. Yeah, and he's, he's attended to Martok medically no end of times when Martok's yeah. been in that ring fighting. I, and yeah. Did you hear the Clown Opera about it? It is pimp, I'm telling you. It's, it's great. Yeah, it is. It comes on four different <laughs> Isolinia chips. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one Isolinia chip just dedicated just to the verse doctor. about the, uh, the doctor the, who the found his wounds. Exactly. Um... And then I'm not as keen on these guys. Like that, you get the the Klingons turn up, and one of them's like the young, brash one, and it, there's the older one. It, it, it's just it's very stereotypy Klingony oh, for my money. Some, but some of the yeah. is I do get a little hammy. It's like, yeah, and it's I will strike him down when yeah. he stands. Like, they've do... been watching the old school ones where it was all Shakespearean actors yes. playing Klingon. I do like, though, that they clarify on this assassination thing because it's like, oh, well, you can just kill them to a sense. Oh, no, no, but there are rules to it. You you can only do it if there's a reason and you can only do your immediate superior. Yeah, which... Sorry, go on. I was just about to say, mate, I'm glad that they did this. And it, like we say, it's a mediocre episode, but it's putting things into Klingon culture that we, that we've seen. And it's a shame that when we had season one of Discovery, they forgot all this groundwork they did on Klingon culture. Oh, there's yeah. so much they forgot on Discovery. But anyway, we'll, we'll go past the Klingon... And anyway, Matt, Matt uh, talks... Got, in, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, it was the bit, though, which uh, they I, I think was a, a writing big mistake, was when uh, you've got Dax and she gets out the phaser, and mm. it's like... She's she is Dax, who we've already established is a like she she is a default Klingon. Like the Dax yeah. is a default Klingon, and she gets out of phase. And like, what Klingon ship would put up with that shit? Like, I yeah. don't care how broken they are. You do not get out of phase. You get out your mat left, bat left, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weapon you've got, Dax and is you a, go to town. Dax, Dax is as close to being a Klingon without being a Klingon. Exactly. Mm. She would not have got a phaser out. That, that that rankled me so badly in this episode. I do like that moment where she has that sort of moment of bonding with the female Klingon, where it's like, oh, 
because I'm knew my mother and so well, because I'm were a bit of a player and so so were my mum and my I, mother. I, I, I yeah my, you're right my mum was a slag <laughs> but, but the thing is it's like I like how it came on culture though about the, that the lass is really proud of yeah, the fact that, the fact that she like doesn't that. yeah she doesn't take that as an affront it actually becomes yeah. something they can bond over I think it's great yeah, yeah. I, well I think it's one of those moments <laughs> it's like uh, yeah it is what it is my, my mum was like that yeah <laughs> and I like um, actually, actually I'll say that so, uh, pardon me just, just very quick just um, actually I suppose what it really does is it does put female sexual empowerment into it yeah, so it like I'm talking about her being a slag but it's like when it's a bloke the the stereotype is that a bloke's a warrior for, for having loads of women whereas the woman is a slag and I was joking about that before if anyone was offended but it it is actually really nice that they it is yeah it's, it's, like, it's like she's sex positive good yeah exactly um, I do enjoy the use of the Klingon songs because Klingon songs can get on your wick a little bit, but I like the fact that they use more or less as sea shanties in this episode. Well, so well, I do say that at the start, don't they? Go, it's, it's very much like sat, sat serving on an old school uh, pirate yeah, ship. And that, I think that <laughs> vibe comes across really strongly in this episode. <laughs> And you, I like that Worf's trying to get everyone G'd up with the song and then Dax joins in to try and give him a bit of support, but some of them still aren't having it anyway. And meanwhile, all the way, you've got Martok. He don't want to He don't want to go through the nebula. He lets the Gemini well, ship go. Yeah, well, you only get coffee in nebulas. You don't get... That's rat, true. Rat or, That's true. Yeah. And the, there is a good bit where the, they're talking about, well, Martok fears the Jemadar, and it's like, yeah, well, rightly so, because he's been in a, a <laughs> yeah. prison with him, and they've done a hell of a number on him. It's it's not surprising. Yeah. I do think there is an interesting thing in the fact that uh, everything he's saying is true about the Jemadar. He's, he's, he is talking tactically about them, but it kind of does give away this fear that he's got, which is obviously unspoken. It, it's very nicely played that you could see it either way. Like everything he's saying is so true about the Gemini. Mm. Like, they don't give up that they will kind of, they, they will have these sneaky tactics. All that's true. But it's like, yeah, it, it's very well done so that, you know, you can't say for sure he's wrong. And Wolf's got to pick his moment to well, decide to declare that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it does keep avoiding like, there might be Jemadar, we need to avoid the fight. And that's not Klingon. No, that's it. Yeah. It's, and that's the thing, it's not the Klingon way. If it was that. coming from a, yeah. a Starfleet captain, it'd, it'd be it understandable. Sense. But the way they're looking at it is, right, well, we could have got the jump on that Jemadar ship and destroyed it, and that would have been a good move for this crew. It would have been a victory for us. Exactly. So that that's the difference, isn't it? it? A Federation crew could have just completely ignored it and there wouldn't have been an issue. Um, and and we'd have brought that strike for a Federation crew, but this is a Klingon crew. Exactly. And so it does all lead to a big fight. Everybody ends up scrapping and everything. And Dax is the one who takes Worf aside and says, look, this is going to boil over now. It's it, it's going to kick off. And when Worf talks to Martok, you do get... He doesn't completely let his guard down, but you do see that he is clearly traumatised by what happened on in the prison and everything. And you yeah. can see where he's coming from. He's He would, again contrasting it with a federation ship he'd probably be all right at this moment being a captain of a federation ship but just not as a captain of a klingon ship because yeah. you need to be different you need to approach battle differently mm. and enemies differently yeah mm. and then yeah we get to they find the ship that they're looking for but because it's crossed over, it's almost like the Kobayashi Maru, isn't it? So it's just over yeah. the neutral zone, like we can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to risk it. Yeah. I mean, again, let's give props to, to the writers of the original series going right back. Like the neutral zone is such a great kind of bit of plot where it's like if you, you've got a little no man's land in the middle as well where you can yeah, yeah, yeah. In there. It's well, great. Well, the neutral it's, zone yeah. is, a, is a stretch between the two mm. territories. So um, a neutral zone is the no man's land, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. but no like, one's allowed in it, so it's a bit of a waste was, of space, literally. What always amazes me about, <laughs> about the neutral zone is, like, 
the Klingon neutral zone, the Romulan neutral zone, the Klingons and the Romulans will patrol their neutral zone. The Federation don't go, oh, patrol the neutral zone. The Federation don't go in it because they expect to get destroyed as soon as they do. That's true, yeah. I think when they say patrol the neutral zone, I, I always take that to mean on their side of it. Like, they're not in the neutral zone. They're patrolling along the outside. I suppose with the cloaking there, technology as well it's a lot different to be able to sort of patrol mm. your side i i've always thought yeah i've always thought the claim was like both sides i've always assumed do some patrols along the, yeah. uh, their side of the neutral zone well, so the, when they say about that yeah but then the neutral zone if it is a neutral zone you should both be allowed it, it should be like the overtaking lane yeah. on the motorway you should be yeah. allowed in it if you're there for a reason and you go yeah. back to where well, you're going when you say a reason like i think they can agree sometimes to do some studies in there yeah or like when like in um all good things when they yeah. agree to each send a ship in so there are some agreements but i think it's a buffer so that otherwise is, if you yeah. have a straight line it's like yeah, my coordinate. Like, how how are you meant to know if it's just one like point? Whereas if you've got a a, a mile of space, so thick, carrying you know, on you know that, carrying yeah. on my driving metaphor, then it's kind of like a single yellow line rather than a double yellow line. So you could park on it for a few minutes as long as you go within a reasonable amount of time, you won't get a ticket. Whereas. I mean, it's more a case of, in this case, of... It's maybe a bit like, don't go, in the bus, don't go in the bus lane before... Right, time yeah, oh, the yeah, that's a better one, yeah. I think it's more, like, it's a bit more nuanced than that, that you have to have specific agreements. Like, you have to have written oh, things from hey, the Klingons to go in You there don't drive, you can't say shit about how complicated the bus lane is, trust me. <laughs> that is, my, uh, is a sophisticated right, right. system. How many times uh, have you got shot by Klingons for being in the bus lane? That's a, if, if uh, zero, I nearly got like, killed by a cyclist in Paris for standing in a cycle lane, but that's this, another question. Well, again, uh, I think of, that's slightly different again. One of my colleagues has just got, um, I think it's two weeks' worth of fines for driving in the bus lane she didn't realise and got them all landed on the doorstep at once. Oh, I know, it's awful. Is she fighting that? Because I'm sure he they would. No, they so. won't, mate. They, oh, trust oh, me. No, I mean, I know they, they still like tell that. me, but... Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not with the underfunding of the councils. They're not going to let you have a ticket I mean, if you, can, if you can prove it wasn't sufficiently signed, I think, anyway. If you're a bus or an Uber, yeah, Ding is absolutely right there. Yeah, Ubers and buses are allowed. In fact, I bet they do that. I bet the Klingons use Uber to get, like, let us order a Nando's. It is the chicken of all here. <laughs> yeah, but you have to have the chicken delivered alive so you can kill it yourself. Yeah, there's, a guy, on, there's a guy on a space pedal bike. Like, I never get that with... It's I've never had a Nando's. Oh, Nando's is good, mate. Yeah, you want a Nando's. Good. Oh, I don't know. Good, you do. Diety. All oh, right, OK. No, Nando's ain't bad. You can have a Nando's on Slimming World. Trust me. Um, but I mean, you don't lose any weight, but you can have it. I think no, they've no. also Nando's are one of the most recent ones to have a vegan option as well. So I, I believe yeah, I they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and what's sorry? This is a complete digression, but it's a story that's worth telling. Um, so if for anyone who's not been to a Nando's and doesn't know, you go to Nando's, you sit down, you choose what you want, you go up to the counter and you order it, and then they bring you it. And um, they do not come to your table to take your order. Which is a bit unusual, which is why when you go in, they say, is this your first time dining at Nando's? And you say, no, 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 I know how it works, fine. A mate of mine went out on a date with a girl at a Nando's and he didn't want to show himself up. So the guy said, you know, have you been to Nando's before? And he was like, course, I've been to Nando's before. Because for some reason he thought he felt threatened by this. And so he went, yeah, of course, I've been to Nando's. So they went down, looked at the menu... Blah, blah, and he didn't know you had to go up and think so he's just sat there with this girl that he's trying to impress and she's waiting for him to go up and order and he hadn't got a clue that you meant to go up and order so they just sat there really awkwardly for ages anyway I enjoyed the, it the, the other thing to make sure you remember if you're going into Nando's if you haven't been before if you don't order extra hot you're a pussy sorry that's yeah. just no, that's no, no. the law that's just the rule and what I you have to do as well is when you go up to select your extra bottles, you have to get that, like, triple X hot one and oh, yeah. think you're dead hard and have it. 
And while we're on the subject of bizarre menu choices, this is just my bugbears. I don't like it in Wackamama. You go in there and they go... Wackamama, sorry. They go... No, I like Wackamama. It shows my disdain for it. So they go, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll write down your order on your table and then I'll cross it off when I bring it to you. How about you write it on a bit of paper and take it to the kitchen? (laughs) And, And then they do this one and they go, right, just to let you know, the way we work here is we bring things when they're ready, regardless of whether it's a starter or a main. <laughs> well, don't call them starters and mains then. And if you're going to do that, I'll order me starters now and then I'll order <laughs> me mains when you bring me them. So I don't like it when they do that. But the worst one, and they're doing this at TGI Fridays at the minute, we're losing all our sponsor deals now. But the worst one is you go got TGI Fridays and they go, what do you want? And you go, I'll have the... Uh, Frank's hot sauce wings or whatever it is, and they go, yep. And um, for my main, I'll have the full rack of rib, yep. And uh, can I have a Coke, yep. Uh, do you want any sauces? Yeah, can I have an extra portion of Jack Daniels? There? Yep. And then he goes, write it down. Like, I'm I'm sure that you can remember it because you brought me my meal and it was correct, but just write it down. Like, it doesn't impress me. I'll, basically, I like it when people write down your order and go and get you it. I'm sorry. And make just, sure that it's right. That's that's just the way I like restaurants to work. I'm sorry if that makes me, like, old-fashioned or whatever. But that I like my starters for a starter. I like my mains for a main. I like, I like the waiter to have a record of what I've ordered. I don't need it writing on my table. And... I, I just like that confidence of knowing that they've written your order down. And clearly there are people without honour. Thank you, Ding. Yes, I don't trust yeah. it when they don't write it down because you just don't know. You just do not know. And then know. you haven't got any proof while they screw up your order because they haven't written it down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm glad we've all agreed on that. Anyway, Wolf challenges Matt. To be fair, to when, fight when the fucker put... I was about to say, to be fair, if the fucker put uh, Wagamama... You can always slap him around the face with the table because we got it wrong. <laughs> just, going, just since we're bitching about customer service, it, it really fucks me off when they don't put price on things. Like, Because then you're in a position where you've got to ask, and then if it's too pricey, you've got to go, oh, we'll just leave it then, which makes you sound like you're a cheap ass when they yeah, go to that, charge That's why they, they do it, though, because they think that you'll be pressured into buying it. It's that thing, if you need to ask the price, you can't afford to eat. Yeah, right, right, well, yeah, so don't fuck off, then you're too pretentious. Like, I won't yeah. ask the price then, will I? Uh, like, I, I went to uh, <laughs> a wrestling event and they had a stall with loads of wrestling merchandise and they had loads of wrestling action figures and I said, oh, how much are the figures? And he went, depends which one you want. I'm like, well... They're all the same recommended retail price, so you know what? I'll order it off Amazon because I'm not playing silly. But what that means is, depends which one you want because I'll mark that one up. So, no thank you. I will obtain it somewhere cheaper. Thank you very much. Anyway. And you've been listening to Geeks Complain About Customer Service. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Worf challenges Martok then, and they have this fight, and... They do have, like you mentioned earlier on, that moment of... He gives it does that moment. Heart. But he gives with tea. I can't remember the word. Talk yeah, can I, can, can I throw out a few, like, generally the Martok and, and Wolf fighting scenes are really good. A few of the, the, um, the blows here are very badly... Like, they don't... They look like they're weak. Yeah. I, they're just I think it's... Uh, I think what you have here is the... This is probably the first time that you see the pair of them fighting. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so when you, when you, but, uh, like we have other fights between them, so they probably got better at it and probably more choreography and all that and more. Well, no, but uh, no, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like it's um, like we have seen fighting in this before. Yeah, we they have done really good jobs. And like it was when Mortal does the final blow for him, and like I know he is not trying to kill him. But if he's trying to convince the rest of the crew he is, he has to sell that last thing much better. He just yeah, like kind of, true. It's, it's like a little... They're also he, fighting so with... Um, I forget what the name of the knife is, like a dak-dak or something. Whereas Worf usually fights with a macleth or a, a batleth earlier. I believe it's, it's called a it, Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. So it's, it's weird that he's using that... Will as his, woke up? 
as his weapon in this one. I do like the moment, though, where Worf has got the knife to um, Martok, and it's where his wound earlier in the episode was, and Worf moves it. It's like he realises, if I, if I press here... I will gonna... I will win and I need to not win this but not, not It's amazing it though because like... normal, normally with Starfleet uh, medical science with a, a wound and all that it's healed fully Yeah true <laughs> But I like it's also the fact like that you think that moment... like no I've got a theory on this Go on Why and, it, and I think it's part of Klingon courage and Dr. Bashir has pulled out his uh, magic light and all that, ready to go uh, out of sh- shoulder, and he's gone. No! Needle and thread! That's all <laughs> I will have! <laughs> I, I Heal me the way you like... did in prison! Which that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll get the candles out. <laughs> it's a bit where he goes, um, where they do have the moment of Pacta, or whatever they call it, when they're. They began with tea. Not only does it. Kind of, not only like is it. Not only is it him giving his warrior's heart to Martok, but you also do get the feeling in that moment, Worf's deciding, it's like, right, I'm either going to see in his eyes that he is, he, he's mm. got his heart back, or if I don't, I am prepared to, like, you know, you do, you get all that extra meaning as well. You do know that if he doesn't see that in his eyes, he is going to... Oh, yeah, Worf had killed him. Yeah, that was really um, nicely betrayed, though, I think. But- this is what I sort of alluded to earlier, though. Like, the turnaround in the crew is so fast. It's like, Martok's beat off. Martok! Martok! Martok. <laughs> well, I, the crew just likes a good fight, don't they? They That's do. That's on nature. And then Martok's, like, completely back up his own ass at this point. He's like, go fight the clear. Yeah. Well, let's go rescue everyone and kill the Jedi on our He loves it. He loves it. He just needed a metaphorical and literal kick-up ass, and he's fine now. Now, which, as I said, it, it to say that we're sort of dipping a toe in the waters of PTSD and things is a bit too pat a resolution, but I'll give them a pass because one, it's a Klingon, and two, we're really going to deliver on that with Nog further down the line, yeah. so we'll let this one go. Uh, annoyingly, though, the battle takes place off screen, which just like... Right, let's go rescue them. Then the next thing, it's like, we rescued them and it was glorious. Yeah, and we'll have loads of blood wine now. Yeah, so a bit disappointed we didn't get a battle, but you've got to save your budget for some of the stuff that's coming up and for the episodes yeah. we've just had, so... <laughs> Fair play. That's how, it, that's how it works, and that's always been... that that. I don't think it applies so much now, but that's why we only get 10 episodes per season. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. When, like, if you look at the what effects are put in these shows, you'd probably break it down to the same as what we get now in 10 episodes, but they had to spend it over 26. That's it, exactly, yeah. And you've also got to consider, it, it does seem like, especially in, like you say, in the longer series arc, it does seem like the right time to have a Klingon episode. It's well placed within the series. It, you know, again, what we've said it, before is like they, just... they decided purposefully to make the uh, founders the main baddie, but still keep the Klingons in the mix. So you have to give them an episode every now and again. Well, they, ha- they were told they had to have the Klingons, weren't mm. they? But... Oh, no, yeah. Like I said, we've talked about that but before. Were... I didn't want to... Yeah, uh, and okay. it is. It's very clever what they did here with the Klingons. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, like, I, I think it's... Again, it does come off as a sort of middling Klingon episode. And I think especially where you can see there are just a few things if they picked up on, which they put into it, if they picked up on those, cut a few other bits, had yeah. Dax actually had a bloody Klingon weapon in their hands, I'm just saying. Uh, if they'd just done those few extra bits, it could have been a really great episode. Yeah. The yeah, yeah they things, get the important things. We're establishing General Martok back on the Klingon ship and... and Martok, yeah. Uh, and he's ready to go fight. And we we haven't said, but you also right at the end of the episode you get um, General Martok talking with Worf and yes, all that. Yes, this is good stuff. And you get him asking, "I see you still waiting for the house of Martok." And he says, "Oh, Judge Z just calls it um, a keepsake or a sentimental yeah. thing." And he goes, "Well, replace it with this." And jo- I, I would be honoured to have you in my house. So this is where you get. War of the House of Martok. And there you go. Which we got in the last 
season of uh, Picard. He's still a member and now. Like, hard time. That's a more believable Bond than Kira had with a dad in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think the only thing I would have thrown out from that is they they do the thing because it, it's just been done so many times when he goes like, "But how did you know I wouldn't stab you? I didn't." <laughs> it's 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 just to get to the. It all feels uh, almost like an original series move to get to the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laugh at the end of the episode. To be fair, I think. Uh, Worf did know that he wouldn't kill him because they'd swap the special... Well, that's what I mean, but like, they'd, they'd come in the, the episode... They'd swap, the... they'd swap the looks, but Worf is just having to say, like, for Bravado, because he's a Klingon and hard and all, like, well, I didn't know you'd kill me, but I'm hard enough to take No, it. no, I, I think he did. <laughs> I, I, I buy that he didn't, but either way, the whole premise of this yeah. episode is built on this is an unspoken moment, and then they speak of it. It's like... True. It'd be good if, if Worf had gone, I knew you wouldn't kill me because you are still a pussy. And then he just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> and they just go up with Batless again on yeah. the station. Credits. I would love yeah, that. That would have been good. And, and then oh, next oh, episode starts oh. with them still fighting. <laughs> like, call me oh, that oh, one oh, more time, Worf. I was going to be in sick pay, like here, but she's there going, I fucking told you to. <laughs> I told you about me carpet. It wouldn't have been nice if they kind of got to that bit and then, as opposed to having the mega happy ending which they kind of have here it would have been actually really really fun if they'd gone it's like rematching the holodeck brilliant and they'd gone off to yeah it. like, that, like that. the end of, the end of rocky three it finishes with them swinging the batlets and it turns into a big painting <laughs> <laughs> oh man that you see this is how it could have been a great episode i think we are being so fair here to say it was a good episode but it could have been a great i episode. think it's a good episode and i think it's, it's really good. good for establishing things and it does the great thing of like we've, we've alluded to lots where the, the studio told them they had to have the Klingons, but they still wanted to do it Dominion War. Yeah. And this is brilliant because it brings the Klingons in on their side and we're establishing now as Martok is going to work with the station. That's it. We've got Martok as a, it, as a player now in the bigger story, yeah, which is good. It, yeah. al- it also enables us doing it this way that we can explore so much Klingon culture mm-hmm. because they brought in as allies. Yeah. And we can go onto the ships in that way as opposed to being enemies and we'll see little bits, but it's all going to be Federation fighting and them. It means we get a bird of prey as more or less our second hero ship for the well, show. I, I wonder if this could be the same bird of prey model as what uh, Golda Cat had. I think some of it's the exact same footage as what Golda Cat had. So... Actually, now, now you've just raised a, good, raised a good point, though. You said that about Martok, which they did establish in the last episode we were talking about, that he was now the basically the go-between between the Klingon Empire and the yeah. Federation. But that isn't a full-time job. This this is the same as my point about Cisco being both the captain of the Deep Space Nine and the Defiant. Mm-hmm. And he's also, you've got Martok, is the go-between between the Klingons and the Federation. No, That's he's... not a full-time job. Yeah. He also goes on the ship. No, but Martok commands a garrison which is stationed at Deep Space Nine. But if Gowron rings him up and says, you need to go rescue this thing, he still needs to do it. Yeah. I just but still think he's the full-time but, but he's also got a ship now. He didn't have a ship before this episode. But I'm, no, what I'm saying is, though, I still think that, right, being being the MSO <laughs> between the Klingons and the Federation, that's a full-time job. Being the station captain is a full-time job. Being True. the defiant captain is a full-time job. And being the captain of the Rotunda, uh, or whatever it's called, is a full-time job. And they're both moonlighting. <laughs> it's, I mean, I know, again, it's for plot's sake. Well, you want to like, keep them all in the action at all times. Yeah, time. but to be fair, Wolf's the, ca- Wolf's the captain of Defiant, and unless every He's episode where Cisco's on it. He, he, <laughs> he come on, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Let's it, it's not get to bogged sure. down in it. Anyway, I think that'll do us for these episodes, <laughs> but next week we've got it's not a two episode finale but we've got the episode before the finale then we've got the finale and they do they do lead into each other we are doing in the cards and call to arms what about the episode before there's one before that oh Um, there's not is there there is I I can't remember his name I did my definitive list oh your definitive list is wrong there can't be let's have a look it's it's an odd one Okay. Well, okay. While we're doing that, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, it, it, it's the one where it's the one where um, 
the survivors of the Marquis go to attack Cardassia? Uh, do they attack? Well, uh, we said we were going to do the Maquis separately as like. Uh, yeah, but isn't attacking Cardassia going to be weak? Mm, I I would <laughs> save that for our Maquis oh. coverage because otherwise we'll have done the end of Eddington's story before we've done the start of Eddington's story. Oh, okay. Ladies and Glory, and we could also have. It would be interesting. That actually would be an interesting arc because we could bring in Voyager as well. That's yeah. I well, like that. I, I was off to. Uh, I, I will yield to that. We've one got a, we we've got to make, make these divides and, at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're back next week covering them. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we're Sorry, at I'm, Retrekpod on Twitter. I'm, Go on, Doctor Squee. Sorry, did you say Empok Norway? Empok Nor's not. No, that's just a Cardassian. That's not, a, that's not, not Dominion. Dominion. Okay, I wasn't sure because it saw. No, 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 it isn't because it's. Um, well, you've got, got like, water in there. Have you? Isn't that the one where they kill the water? No, no, that's, that's uh, the Mac- that's Magnificent Ferengi. Ah, there you go. But yes, it's set okay. on Empok Nor. Um, Thank you, sorry. So, uh, you can email us retrekpod at gmail.com. You can check us out on all the socials. Elliot's got Retrek Model Studios. And what still we're working on. Sh- still building the Ferengi shuttle. Excellent. And the offer still goes as of last week if you need any brown felt. Uh, and I have, if anybody needs any 2.1 jack plugs, because I accidentally ordered. Four lots of four instead of just four. So there you go. So what we're saying is, if you want to get felt up by uh, Elliot, please uh, drop him a line. And jacked. <laughs> Not touching that one. Doctor Squee, what have we got going on with the Doctor Squee show? Um, yeah, uh, due to some technical errors, with uh, just couldn't get the signal to go through to the radio station last week. So again, we're going to have uh, Richard Ashton, as promised last week, is going to be uh, Tuesday's guest. And I need to get my ass in gear and sort out some interviews uh, because I've been dealing with some work interviews instead recently. So, yeah. She just recorded them. And just to let everyone know, next week we'll be going out on Thursday again. Thursday again. We're keeping it. We're mixing it up. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Mix it up. Thanks. Well, it's for- not as- we can get away with it while we're not covering we the track. We well, yeah, it, it gives you a bit of extra time to catch up on these episodes, which are only 30, 30 years old. Exactly. So, you know, you, you haven't had your chance, so we want to give you an extra day. Exactly. <laughs> and so, thanks for trekking with us this time. We will see you next time on the Retrek. Thank you. Goodbye. Drag off and LLAP.